Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Love Y'all Lens. Now, if men are in the car or in the room, this is a good one to turn up, especially if you have kids. It's probably not what you're thinking, but I'm going to go there and some dads may find me and throw, throw stones at me or basketballs or footballs or whatever sports you play. But I'm going to talk about taking the joy out of sports. I know, gasp, but this is totally off subject of my normal. I know, I get it, but I do tend to go through seasons of life where my kids are involved in things, and that's normally what I talk about. So, that is where we're going today. Now, I want to share a story with you all. So, growing up, sports were life in our house. Like, sports was life. Uh, me and my brother both played, we played baseball, softball, basketball, I cheered, everything that we could possibly do. My brother played football. You know, anything we could possibly do that was sports related at the time, we did. But basketball was the thing that stuck. And, you know, I'll be really, really honest with you all. I probably could have been a much, much better athlete, but there was no fun in it for me. You know, when I got to high school, uh, I started playing tennis, and then me and my brother both played golf. There was still absolutely zero fun in it for me, and here's why. Because I wasn't allowed to enjoy it. It was so competitive that, like, you were so serious about it that it wasn't fun. And there was no joy in that. It also created a really unrealistic um expectation of the world around me because life is not like that. Life is a lot like sports, but there's a balance, a healthy balance, and sometimes it is crossed when we push kids too hard or we put too much pressure on them or we teach them that ultimately one thing is life, and if it doesn't work out for us, life doesn't exist and it falls apart. Do you think that for... um, a 10-year-old all the way to a 17 or 18-year-old, that that's good for them? Absolutely not. What you do to their mind and the negativity that you create around that when you take the fun out of it and you make it so, so competitive that they hate it, why would they want to continue? Why would they want to continue? Why would they want to do anything that was just misery? And it doesn't matter if you're good at it. If you're, if you're good at it, one person, one person can steal the joy from you. They can drain your energy. They can drain your, they can drain your positivity. They can drain your talent because you're so exhausted with the mental game that you can't focus. And why am I telling you all this? Because that's what I grew up with. Um, you know, there were car rides home that were silent because of anger. There were car rides home because they were fighting. There was fights over how we played a sport. Listen, the only time that I feel like that should have happened if we demonstrated poor sportsmanship and didn't give our best. But it's really hard to be your absolute best that you can possibly be when somebody's sitting across the gym giving you dirty looks. And you can try to drown it out. You can try your best to not pay attention. But believe me, when that person makes sure that you see them and you make eye contact with them, it, it, it kills you. It takes you to a different place. It distracts you. It pulls you away. We are humans. We are not perfect. We make mistakes. 
But when we get inside our own head or somebody else gets inside of our own head, it's over. It is game over. Okay? It can be a coach. It can be a parent. And mine was a parent growing up. It was, it was, it was life. It was life. And there was fights when we got home and there was weeks of no speaking over a basketball game. You know? And what you do to kids when that happens is detrimental. And I like to think... One of our favorite TV shows now is One Tree Hill. And if you could paint a picture of my father, it would have been Dan Scott. It would. You know, the lessons that basketball teaches you and that my dad taught you and Dan Scott teaches Nathan as far as like fundamentals and the relating it to life lessons, absolutely. But the pressure, the the rock crushing boulder crushing pressure that you put on kids reflects their attitude reflects their mentality of self and ultimately takes away the joy and makes them hate it and some will argue some will say well no it doesn't it just teaches them that life is competitive and that you got to give it all you got and never give up absolutely it does teach you those things but you can put so much pressure on your kids through sports that they don't want to live because they don't think that there's anything else out there they think that they're failing you as a parent as a coach whatever it is the pressure that we put on our kids for sports is absolutely ridiculous. It is. We Our kids don't live vicariously through us. I didn't live vicariously through my dad. Now, my brother was a far better ball player than me, but he didn't let that stuff bother him. I'm sure he did to some extent, and it makes me question just his potential that he could have tapped into had he not dealt with the same things that I dealt with. So I think that we have to find as a parent a healthy balance. In our in our house, in our life, here are the rules, okay? Here's how it works. One, basketball is not life. Sports is not life. There are other things that we will enjoy and we'll try and we'll do. I will not force my kids to do anything. I will if they sign up, we're gonna finish the season and I'm gonna teach them to do their absolute best. This is coming from somebody, if you all know me at all, who is highly competitive. I love to win. I love to succeed. But I have to harness it in as a parent because my kids are not me. I want to lead them where they want to be competitive and successful, but I can't do it for them. And they can't do it for me. So I have to work. Me and Jamie both and all parents have to work to be conscious of our thoughts, of our responses, how we handle it. Like we have to stop and think because we get so caught up. Like your blood pressure raises, you get into it. I get it, you get hype. But how we react affects our kids. It, refle- it, it reflects, it, it, sorry, it affects their mindset. It affects their belief in self or the lack thereof. It affects so many things. So the rules in our house, here's the rules in our house. Listen, basketball is not life. Sports is not life. Again, like I said, if they start something, they're going to finish it. I expect them to give their best. I expect them to have upstanding sportsmanship for the other team. Listen, 
I'm teaching my daughter and my son community over competition. When they're on the floor, yes, that's their competition. But guess what? When you walk off the floor, those people are not your enemies. Everybody in life is not your enemy. Everybody is not out to get you. Teach your kids that at a young age. It's important. Community over competition. That way, you get out there. You play your best. You give it your all. You hustle, you have good attitude, you help the other team up, you don't kick them while they're down or elbow them in the face. You're not dirty because that's not in life that doesn't, you don't go far like that. You pick people up, you help them, you encourage them, you pat them on the back, even if they're on the opposing team. You cheer your team on. You, you, you're the person that hypes them up and gives them five. That's you. That's you. You're a team player. It's not about you. It's, it's about team. That's what we teach in our house. And I get caught up in it. I get so mad and so frustrated and so upset sometimes. But ultimately, I'm in control as an adult, as a coach of my actions, my speech, because it is a reflection of those girls that walk on the floor. How I act, they will act when they walk out there. What I teach them, they will, they will revert back to that as their highest level of training. So if you have a coach that's screaming good job when you tackle another girl or showing poor sportsmanship, run. Get your kids away from a coach like that because it is going to affect their whole mentality. And sometimes you can't do that. Like, I get it. I love to win, but winning is not everything. And there's so many other lessons that you can learn outside of winning and so many things that you can teach your kids, when they don't win, because that feeling to win, it feels so good. It feels amazing. But when you lose that feeling, depending on how it gets used, will make you desire to work harder and be better if somebody doesn't beat you down in the meantime. So those are the rules in our house. The other rule is once it's over, it's over. Okay. Me and Layton will chat. We'll talk about the game. You know, we'll we'll discuss it on the floor. If I'm upset about something she did, I'll handle it in a calm manner without screaming and yelling and bashing and telling her she's terrible and she's horrible and putting her down because that is going to affect her mindset. I know you all think that I'm like I'm off my rocker if you don't have kids that play sports, but these things go on with 10-year-olds. Gosh, her faith in herself, if I talk to her like that, do you think that she's going to be a great basketball player or great at anything if I'm never hyping her up and if I'm always putting her down? No, she's not. So it's my job as a parent to educate and make sure that I tell her what she needs to know and guide her, but her to do it. You know, I can't do it for her. And I don't have to be negative or derogatory towards her for her to learn those are things that I'm saying because I'm angry. So I have to learn to control that. And when it's over, it's over. We get in the car. We continue on. We go on. That's it. We don't, if we want to talk about the game, we talk about the game. Facts. We stick to the facts and facts only. We have fun. We have fun. We enjoy it. We laugh together. We've, I've, we've, She's cried. I've hugged her while she's cried. You know, and we're 10. Like, there's so many more moments that is going to be like that in life. There is a balance to teaching your kid about 
life and sports and basketball, but we cannot, as parents, take the joy out of it for them. There's so many things that sports does for kids. It keeps them out of a lot of trouble because they're, they have something, they have that thing. So don't pull them away from that thing that keeps them out of trouble or keeps them focused. Don't, don't steal that joy from them because they'll quit. They'll quit or they're never going to enjoy life. I've seen so many kids that their parents put so much pressure on them. They're, they become people pleasers and they're not happy. They're not happy. And when you're 12, 13, 14 years old, you don't know how to handle that. It leads to really bad things. It causes anxiety, depression. It's part of childhood trauma. And if you don't believe, like if you don't believe that sports can cause childhood trauma, you should have been in our house growing up. Listen, and I still love basketball. I don't know how. If, honestly, I mean, normally once you have a kid that's experienced something like that, you're like, oh gosh, we're staying away from sports. I believe that's part of balance. But I have to actively work because I don't, like, I have to be conscious. I have to think of those things. And so when I see girls out there that their coach is completely, or their parent is completely stealing the joy away from them, yes, they're winning. But what happens when they don't win? How are they going to feel about their self? Yeah, it feels good to win. But how's it going to feel when they don't? Because they've been taught that winning is everything. They've been taught to win at whatever cost, no matter who it hurt. What happens when that doesn't work anymore? What happens when, when they feel like they're not enough because they're not winning and they're disappointing their coach or their parents? What happens then? Because we can't always win. Your kid's not always going to win. We have to teach them that. There's so many things that we, when we sign our kids up for sports or extracurricular activities, that it's a responsibility to us as a parent and as a coach as well. And I've told Layton, this is a conversation that I've had with her. I've said, Layton, I love that you love basketball. I love that that's what you want to do. If that's what you want to do, we will do it. But I will not yell at you to go practice. I will not make you go practice. It is on you. It's on you because it's your thing. And I think and I'm hoping that she will love it so much because there's no pressure from me. She's not letting me down. She's not disappointing me that she can enjoy it. And that's something she wants to do. That's my hope. And the same for Miles when Miles gets to that age. He's not quite to that age yet. But I just look back. And I think if you've watched, like I said, if you've watched One Tree Hill, perfect depiction of what basketball was like in our house. Like it was, it was, it was hell on earth. Like I looked forward to graduating because I couldn't quit because I was disappointing somebody if I quit. I was 25 years old, pregnant with Layton, might have just had her. I know exactly where I was standing the first time that I ever heard my daddy tell me he was proud of me. And maybe I overcompensate by telling Layton that too much now, but I want her to know that I am proud of her. And when I'm disappointed in her sportsmanship and her attitude and how she handled herself, I'll tell her. But I want her to have the confidence. I don't want her to ever have to wonder if her mama is proud of her. I don't want her to have to try to please me. I want her to do it for her. 
I don't want her to live vicariously through me. If you, and I'll go back to this. If you've ever watched One Tree Hill. So, Dan Scott is Nathan's dad. He was a basketball prodigy. Horrible, horrible attitude when he was a player. Rubbed off on his son. Son, horrible attitude. Not a team player. All about him. All about him. More, more, more. Push, push, push. Wasn't good enough for dad. Until finally, finally, Nathan he, he was always pushing Nathan to beat his records and put, you know, don't pass the ball. Don't do this. It's all about you. You're the team. Da, 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 da. And until the point Nathan felt so much pressure that he took something like a, an enhancement supplement and passed out during a game on the floor and had to be hospitalized. Listen, if you don't believe that's real, kids do it every single day and it gets younger and younger and younger because of the pressure that gets put on them by people that can't go out there and have no idea how to play, how to shoot a basketball. Couldn't teach them how to shoot a layup. But then the story goes on with Dan Scott that the truth comes out and Dan's dad put so much pressure on him that he ended up, that he ended up faking a knee injury and saying that he was out for the rest of his life because he had hurt his knee, all because the pressure his dad put on him. Break the generational curse by being conscious about your kids. I believe that they will do more, they will go further in life, and they will be a better team player, they'll be a better person, and they will get so much more out of sports if you will lay off. Quit taking the joy out of the sports for kids, for the refs, for the people that put these events on, gosh, do you think like that they, they don't be that person that when you come in, they're like, don't, they dread seeing you come in. Don't be the person that other teams look at and cringe, cringe, not because they're playing with you, but because of your attitude and they don't want to be around you. They, that like, look for those signs and ask yourself, hmm, maybe that's me. Don't be the one that's always screaming and yelling at the ref or your kid or the negative person that's always picking apart everything that's missed or done wrong. Check yourself before you walk in those doors of a sporting event. It's on you. It's on you. But remember, you have a big responsibility to your kid and those people around you to uphold and be to be a light. And Sports seems to bring out the worst in people. It really, really does. And I want to encourage parents, like, if you have, find a mixture, you know, find a balance. If mom is really laid back and the one patting them on the back, telling them good job, dad, that doesn't mean be even more hard, harder on them. That means find a balance between the two. Read your kid. Know your kid. If you're a coach, know your team. You know, with me, I was the type that I wanted, I didn't want to be told I sucked, but I needed to be yelled at. Like, that's what motivated me. And I think that's just because what I grew up with. I didn't need to be told I sucked or I was stupid or I was awful, but I needed to be, I needed to be yelled at. My brother, on the other hand, you could just talk to him. You didn't have to yell at him. He was chill, completely level-headed, latent, same way. Don't have to yell at her. Now, I can hype her up and get her going and, and get her going but she doesn't need to be yelled at. Know your kid, know your team. Be conscious of how you talk to them and the things that you say because you are affecting their mental health. It's on you. And it's so important that we, we help our kids 
see that there's more to life, that we help our kids see joy in things that should be fun. They're going to grow up and they're going to go off to the workforce or they're going to go off to college or, or whatever they do in life. I want sports for my kids to be a positive lesson that they don't look back and cringe at. I want them to learn the valuable lessons and I want them to not feel the pressure that life and the world's going to put on them later on. I want them to enjoy being a kid. I want them to enjoy these moments and I don't want to take it away from them because of living vicariously through me or because I couldn't control myself. So don't come find me. Don't come look for me. Just think about what I'm saying. Just think about it. Be conscious of it. Sometimes we're just not even aware that we're doing it or we're guilty of it or we don't even see the bigger picture because we're so caught up in the moment. So just ponder on what I'm saying. Moms, if you need to play this episode in the car, just nonchalantly turn it on, turn it up for a ball on the way to a ball game, whatever you got to do. So hopefully your car rides home are peaceful and you're laughing, and you're going through a drive through and it's not misery and dread and going to bed upset and angry or hurt or, or just where your mental health is completely shot. It's not worth it. It's really, really not. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of Love Y'all Lens, and until next time, you've got this.